previously on the lineage of Moonreach. We had just entered the Belderock, and there was a giant bell that Tomar just had to ring for some reason. But of course, a giant rock monster comes out, huge spiders come out that we have to fight. It was a shit show. But I got to banish a spider, which was pretty satisfying. And Herstag was able to befriend the rock monster and get us to safety just in the nick of time before another spider showed up and the rock monster had to fight it. But I gave it a little inspiration before we went, so hopefully we have an ally. The D20 Syndicate presents The Lineage of Moonreach. Welcome back to the D20 Syndicate Podcast. How are you? <laughs> what? I'm we fine. Thanks. Good. Good. No, nobody ever asks the, the DM. <laughs> they always just say, what are you? <laughs> Never enough, how are you? Yeah. You look mostly human. <laughs> Surprise. Um, it's 100%. But um, <laughs> All natural. speaking of being the DM, I am your host and DM, Seth. And around the table, we have our players. I'm Tomasa Playtumler. I'm Billy, and I play Willem. I'm Elijah, and I play Herstag. I'm Lindsay, and I play Pinwin. And I'm Michaela, and I play Gorble. And each week we record for your listening pleasure. I may have uh, skipped over this, but we are a D&D actual play podcast, but I'm sure you know that considering the title of our podcast is a D20 actual play podcast. So. <laughs> is that what the title is? Yep. Oh, we should probably change that. Yeah. So uh, About the podcast that we're doing. Yeah. This is a D&D podcast. Correct. Sometimes, um, sometimes um, we don't do that. Oh, I was thinking about this the other day, yesterday, most specifically, but I feel like we should give a shout out to Emmerich and those two over at the Designs and Dragons, because I, I don't think we've shouted them out enough. Those guys are way cool. They, um, you know, they do a ton of shit and make some badass dice, and they made our badass dice for our giveaway, and they were super helpful with, um, you know kind of promoting it as well. So I want to give a shout out to Designs and Dragons. Check them out on Instagram because uh, they're fucking cool and they deserve uh, all of your patronage. Also, mm-hmm. shout out to Dan's baby because that's fun. Yeah. I mean, not all of <laughs> all is, of your patronage. We deserve some of your patronage. for our podcast lately? <laughs> I thought that when the baby was born, he'd stop like doing the Patreon. Because well, th- he has a baby. Well, I mean, he also has a job still, so I'm assuming he <laughs> yeah, listens but I don't at know. some point. I like. I keep thinking like his wife doesn't know about it or something, and she's going to oh. be like, "We have a baby now, and you're just giving money to a podcast." <laughs> well, some people like play the podcast for babies, like the Austin guy that follows us somewhere. I bet Someone we'd be plays great our for babies. podcast for babies. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Why? <laughs> Does it, does it like babies calm? don't know what words because I mean babies are cunts the baby always smiles when Pinwin is talking really yeah. I didn't know what? that yeah. what wait is that a review somewhere why didn't you That's tell me it's not a review it was just oh. a comment on one of our episodes oh okay I gotcha and this guy already gave us a review so oh I that guy okay that we like found oh, that guy yeah. we f- you found the review like embedded somewhere that we didn't know we could get reviews or something yeah <laughs> just in a review crevasse it was it was in a message in a bottle that he found in the river <laughs> <laughs> oh shit somebody likes Pinwin's voice this is he from just whispers at the bottle to the T20 syndicate and then he hucks it and then somehow <laughs> it travels to us <laughs> and he lives in France <laughs> 
Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, yeah, thank you to all of our patrons. You guys yeah. are dope. You're helping keep the lights on here. Um, <laughs> and I guess we're desperate thank need you of to utilities. all of the babies. Yeah. Our I'll baby. totally yeah, let my baby listen to this shit. <laughs> so I wonder if all babies think, like, if their favorite character is Pinman. <laughs> we should take a survey of all babies. Pull. Yeah. Babies, <laughs> we want to hear your voice. <laughs> all, the, all the babies hate Willem. <laughs> He's mean. That throat slit thing, that was not very goo goo gaga. Disapproved. Unfollow. <laughs> Technically, I stabbed him in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, at that point, it's, it's less of a late. slit, more of a poke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So shall we get to the around the campfire question? Yeah. 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 Yes. Crackle, crackle, crackle. All right. So are we doing crack? Submitted for I your mean, approval of the D20 sounds. syndicate. Society. <laughs> Society, the D20 Syndicate Society. <laughs> We're a syndicate and a society. And a society. <laughs> the D20 Syndicate Society's Enclave. The D20 Democracy. All right, let's do the Around the Campfire question. <laughs> ow, ow. All right, this week's Around the Campfire question is, tell me in character about a very special or memorable moment, or just really just a memory um, that you have about one of your character's parents. Uh, it could be a bad memory. It can be a good memory. Um, it can be an indifferent one that just stuck with you, like we all have. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start with Gorble. Well, I'm not going to include the memory about my mom dying. Mm-mm. That was a good Although one. that's probably the most memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll one never of my, forget it. <laughs> one of my favorite things that I would do with my mom was watching her get ready for work because she would always get really dolled up and do her makeup and her hair and it was this whole process it was very fun to watch and once she was gone and i started living with tomar and his family not saying gorm went to that extreme but it was fun to watch him go through the process of putting on his rings his makeup (laughs) and just putting that care into how he presented himself braiding his beard it was it was nice very nice it was a nice memory um willem uh, my favorite memory would have to be of Lewin and I's mother uh, teaching Lewin how to ride horses and teaching us how to care for the horses. Um, learned a lot, and it kind of became our thing. And we had a little unit, and it always brought a smile to my face. Very nice. Pinwin. Well, um, I have a whole lot of favorite memories of my parents but um i guess i feel like there was something that they always seemed to do my mom was kind of stressed out sometimes i mean a lot of the times she was running a tavern and an inn together and it was a stressful thing and she'd be like stress washing the dishes or something and my dad is always just this upbeat goofy guy and he'd come over and he'd just like butt bumper and then they just start dancing together and it was always really sweet how dad always kind of helped her feel less stressed and I don't know they brought out the best in each other it was sweet very nice Tomar well I kind of always remembered my dad a little stern a little bit ornery except when my mom was around um He would just lighten up whenever she was around and she'd be gone quite a bit because she'd be on some like like holy quest of some kind. Um, 
But when she'd come back, she was very serious, like very pragmatic. But then he would do stuff like he'd uh, he'd like dance with her, like in the middle of the kitchen, and he'd start singing songs at her. And she always like kind of protested at first, but then she would just like let him dance with her, and then she'd like start to blush and stuff. And they they always seemed so happy whenever they were together. Uh, that's what really stuck with me. Very nice. And her stag. <laughs> Are you gonna sing? Mm-hmm. La la la. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared a song. <clears throat> well, one memory that um really sticks out. Well, so I never knew my real parents. Um, so this memory will involve uh my satyr dad. Um, but one night. When I was a young little dwarf growing up in the forest, uh, my dad woke me up. Um, and I don't know, I, I there was like something, he was trying to, you know, have, have, have fun with me, I guess. Um, like, but I could tell he was upset behind that. He was putting up a, a front, I guess. Um. I could tell something was wrong, but um, he didn't. He didn't talk about it. But that night uh, it was the first time I ever went to the Feywild. He um, he took me on a walk, and we found a portal and just kind of walked in. Uh, it was daytime in the Feywild, which was really really neat. Daywild. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we just kind of walked around and you know checked out the flora, and uh, it was a really sweet moment and we just came back and went to sleep very nice yeah very interesting man i wonder what his like real intention was <laughs> of just taking you there in the middle of the night <laughs> it was it was like an isaac situation where he was like yeah. i have to go and sacrifice my son like he, yeah, and he then was he had second like, thoughts like he was holding a stone no i meant to be like with a bow and arrow like thrown all the way back even though he's like seven he's still got them just like oh, yeah, they're really fucking beautiful <laughs> smoking his pipe with his beard fucking wow that'd be nuts. of mice and men was just lenny, yeah. lenny situation where he's just like oh i don't want to do it <laughs> all right so um as we learned in the recap, uh, those of you who are first-time listeners for whatever reason, um, you have arrived in front of this massive bridge, this beautiful bridge, um, just on the other side of the Beldarok, and it leads into a tunnel, which the inscription over the tunnel is kind of inviting and says those who enter are under the protection of Warcrag. Along the, um, the bridge's uh, kind of sides, are various totems depicting different clans and uh, gods as well, ancient gods that's names have been lost. And as I mentioned before, uh, the premier totem that kind of sticks out is one depicting the symbol of Warcrag. Um, Was I able to see a, an Iron Fist totem? So yeah, as you guys uh, kind of climb up the stairs and cross this bridge over this very deep... I don't want to cross yet. We started. You we don't want to cross yet? We oh. didn't start going over it. I'll get to that. <clears throat> um, go ahead. <clears throat> so you guys are standing in front of this bridge. Um, 
so I'm hurt pretty bad from that fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to teleport, and that was dumb. Um, oh, you mean midair? Yep. Yep. That would have been good. I wasn't. I wasn't using my brain there. Um, you Are guys you asking for some help? Help, or maybe we can take a little rest here. Use hit dice that we've never used before. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to just sit here for eight hours? No. Short rest. So maybe we want to. All right. If you want to, if you want to hang bit. back and rest, I'm gonna look at some of these totems while you do that. But not like you're not like going out of sight, are you? They're right there, Gorble. I don't know how far you're gonna go. I'm gonna go look at them. Be there is careful. a lot. Maybe to look maybe at. they do stuff. I need to look. I go with Tomar. It's pretty okay. wild. <clears throat> so you guys step yeah, up on too. the. Okay, so you three step up on the. Uh, the stairs and start examining the totems, and uh, yeah, right away, um, on basically on the opposing side of the wire crag totem, you see Clan Iron Fist's totem, and in it are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names, kind of inscribed anciently, um, <laughs> quite anciently, anciently. <laughs> ancient names. Uh, it's been a very long time since anyone has added a name to that, you know, probably 1,500 years since, you know, since the last time. But, um, yeah. Did they, like, uh, chisel it in? Yeah, they chiseled it in um, very, you know, very carefully, too. It's not, it wasn't something that was done um, kind of haphazardly. When someone died, they inscribed their name in their line. Um, I'm going to go up to it. Mm-hmm. It's probably out past the bridge, right? Uh, no, it's right at the beginning of the bridge. So I could just walk up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to walk up to it and I want to see who the last person's name on there was. Okay. It just says duty was here. <laughs> <laughs> the last um, the last name on the list is Griselda Iron Fist. Do I know anything about her? You'll you know that she was the wife of the last king uh, that ever existed, uh, your namesake, Tomar Iron Fist, called the Beloved by his people, the very last king before what happened in Wirekarag. And she was, in the Dwarven Reckoning, it's just, which is you guys' way of you know, naming years, uh, she died in the year 4,559. And did, did I know that stuff? Somebody, this is common knowledge? Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. You had been told pretty pretty extensive information about your name. Was there like a hired scribe that would chisel these or would they do it themselves? Um, that you don't know for sure, but um, it was it because of the care that was done. It was probably likely that the people who were left behind would chisel their name in there. It was chiseled in papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> This is dope. <laughs> I, I hold up a dagger. You think we should add your name here? Mm-hmm. As cool as that would be, I feel like I haven't earned my name being on here yet. Also, he said that it was the dead people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Break the cycle. <laughs> there, there is a dead person. That You're a dead person. <laughs> you know. Elvis. <clears throat> 
Elvis Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Iron Bottom. <laughs> I don't want to tarnish this. That's fair. Um, I'm assuming there was probably a specialist that did that. But... <laughs> he lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna... Do they have like a sigil or anything on each one? Or is it just their name? Or so at the top is a large emblazoned or like carved out uh, symbol of each of the clans. So you can, as you look, you can easily see some of the other uh, some of the other clan names. There's Rune Cloak. Of course, there's Sapphire Granite, Bright Sunder, Stormhide. Um, you even see a Copper Bell one far off in the distance. Weird. Wonder if those were the cunts that made the bell. <laughs> Hazel's a copper bell. Interesting. <laughs> Definitely rang her <laughs> copper <laughs> bell. <laughs> Just once though. <laughs> Just the one time. The you, you rolled a twenty on that one. <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Roll to impregnate. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you broke her womb. <laughs> you Superman shotgun blasted her womb. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell Pinwin. Okay. What the totems are. Okay. And some of the more prominent dwarven families. Okay. There aren't a lot of songs about dwarves because, well, nobody was around dwarves to write songs really. Um, really? My dad made some up. He was also a bard. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. He had a really, really nice baritone voice, um, but he didn't sing much in front of me, only around my mom. But, huh. but these are the important clans. That's weird. He used to sing to me all the time. <laughs> wow. Roast. Maybe he thought it was like, you're not there. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys are all connected mentally. <clears throat> Still? Oh. Yeah. yeah. It lasts an hour. Oh, that's the downside. Oh, wait, no, it would have just that's faded sad. then. That link would have faded. I got that one dig in. <laughs> it faded away. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> he loved me more than you. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you can write about us coming here because no one else is coming here. I can't believe no one else would have made songs about this. This is amazing. Well, this place is dangerous and nobody's been in here. Like, we found you found the back way in. We, well, may, we may never have made it here. If it weren't for you and Mandoran. Hope you've been taking notes, kiddo. You got a lot of songs to write. Oh yeah. No, I have a I have a whole list. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> It'll be made. It's on my list. What is the list written on? <laughs> Papyrus. <laughs> Notebook in my backpack. It's not rigged. <laughs> Just napkins from the coffee shop. What's <laughs> Demon Bobby? <laughs> it got smudged. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. There was a demon Bobby. There was a demon Bobby. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> I'd listen to it. <laughs> I'm going to look at the entrance to the next area. Okay. The arched frame of the tunnel leading in is roughly about 100 feet. It's pretty large. And it was obviously a, this area was a well-trafficked area between the two, between the Belderock and the, and Wirecrag. So... It sucked to go all the way down the bridge and then realize you forgot your notebook. <laughs> the other part of the city. The lever out. to open that door is on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! So many random encounters. But on the way uh, back. you can see uh, various runes, uh, kind of uh, peppering, carved in, and you know, um, chiseled into the arch 
around the um, entrance to that massive dark hallway that connects the two. And you can see that each one is a runic symbol representing um, all of the clans. Every clan that you could possibly have remembered, it seems they're all represented there. This was a very important uh, project that was done. So it's just an open doorway? Yes, leading into a massive, massive cavernous hallway. Do you think the How far away are you? The other side of the bridge? Yeah, yeah. I walked over. So like oh. 400 feet. What did you ask, Willem? Do you think the Soul Forge is on the other side of this door? Way? Doorway? Hallway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, archway. I mean, if the arch is to be, to be believed, then yeah. I mean, this place looks very ceremonial, you know? Like, it does. The kind of place you would walk down to remember all the souls tied to the forge. So I'm looking at all the runes and I'm I'm like none of none of this is making any sense to me. Are there any like warnings or anything? Is there anything indicating I think of it kind of like a memorial. These are all these runes are all clans that once dwelled here. Oh, they're all names? Yeah. Okay. Um so it might they might be remembering all the souls tied to the forge. And like about two feet or about 20 feet above you, uh, you can see the, it's starting, you know, it's starting to curve, but you can see the iron fist um, emblem there, the little rune representing that. Right in Um, the middle. (laughs) But it's easy for you to pick out and it's kind of nice seeing your family's clan, your clan represented up there. And I ask him, which one's, which one's your guys's? Mm, That one. (laughs) It matches the pillar that I was fucking around with over there. Oh, that makes sense. It's his clan of me. <laughs> um, are we able to discern if there's any magical quality to the runes in this archway specifically? Uh, give me an arcana check. I will join him in that. 21. 19. Uh, that's a 20. Sorry, um, one might be able to describe it as um, kind of like old magic. Um, there, There's many stories that etching into stone with the runes... Um, was a in dwarven tradition a way of kind of their own sort of magic and many times to protect they did it to in their buildings on their weapons and items and kind of like a way of protecting the person that it belongs to just kind of a warding yeah in okay. a sense so did Gil and Michael just, sorry did Gil and Michael ever write anything in his documents he gave me about the doors and Chalcedony or anything like that um so. When, what he wrote was that at one point, uh, not so much about the dwarves themselves, but at one point, Chalcedony, um, after the Lich was defeated, Chalcedony seemed to abandon their cause suddenly and left. And many believed that she was trying to find uh, Wirecarag and find their home. What was her family name? Um, give me one sec. <laughs> I should have had that out. Fur. Chalcedony Fur. Um, her family name was Rock Scythe, and you can see Rock Scythe uh, just a few feet down from where yours was on the left-hand side of the um, of the kind of arch. Would I know if um, dwarven names were ever stricken from the arch? Yes. Like if they you can actually see that. On uh, that was something I was going to point out. You can see where some clans that either were wiped out or abandoned were had a had a strike through them, and in fact. Um, one of the most uh, prominent ones, and you saw this on the pillars coming in, is the Stormhide clan had uh, has a like a just a chisel across it as if to exit out. 
Did they do something bad? Did they become Durgar? Did they abandon? So Thrakic Stormhide was one of the kings, and he was the king, uh, he was the one that was called the Wicked because he doomed the dwarves. He uh, opened the deep roads when it was considered forbidden, and uh, he started the War of the Dark Place that ended up lasting like 500 years. Mm. And so he was, his family was, once the war was over, he was, um, well, he was killed during that war, but his family was made to leave. And there are some others as well, but that's the most prominent one that you would know about. These ones were banished. You can see them crossed out a little bit. So uh, it's not just you specifically. It's kind of your guys' thing about holding grudges. <laughs> well, I mean, when a dwarf dishonors their people, like their whole people, then... I mean, it's... Dishonor a- on your family, dishonor on your hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they... they wipe your name from existence really because that's rough and doors with renown um when they get married they uh they carry on their clan name like if there's two families and man or woman whoever has the most renown as a family that brings the most honor to the doors their name passes on instead uh and they're brought into the clan so these ones here were like the most important ones that weren't absorbed hmm so if you and Copper Bell ever made it legal, uh, <laughs> <laughs> made it legal, would uh, would she be taking yours or are you taking hers? Uh, it would probably she would probably be an Iron Fist then. Um, you just saying that? <laughs> I don't I don't know what the Copper Bells ever did. Like I know I don't know of any heroes really or anything. Ooh, um, well. Now they sired Iron Fist uh, lineage, so is that noteworthy? They haven't even had a proper birthing ceremony, like, and I feel weird. What does that mean? I feel weird now because they're older, but they're supposed to be marked. Um, Like branded? uh, I show him a mark on my chest, Uh, like I open up my armor a little bit. There's a I kind of sim- shield him away from the others. Like, <laughs> there's like a symbol of a hammer. Like- <laughs> there's a symbol of a hammer burned in. Like they they mark us when we're young uh, so as followers. So you're like horses. Sure, if that's how you want to take it. Does I'm that just kidding. Can hurt, I? Though? Yeah, did it? Did they actually it do it like with it like? Hurt. I mean, I was a baby. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it probably hurt. Oh. But they have healers and stuff. My mom was a healer. I'm like, huh. um, yeah. quick question: Herstag huh. uh, and Gorbel, what are you guys doing right now? So you guys, you don't have to stay on the side of the bridge if you don't want to. You can come along. You're just rest is you're not doing anything really like strenuous. So anyway, that was the second time I got a bull cut, <laughs> and the last. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know what that what that haircut is. Like, what is that? What does that look like? Did you have? Horns? I mean, like, imagine, imagine you take like a kind of large bowl, maybe like punch bowl size, put it over my head, and just trim along the edge. Can you see it? So you're like, so it's actual bowl shape. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. I feel like that'd look really stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it did. The second time, it definitely did. <laughs> and well, how old were you then? That was last week. <laughs> this was like a few years ago. Mm. <laughs> I, Granted, I at this can't. time, I did not have the bone structure to really pull it off. 
Right, right. Because some people do. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that, Cates. that bone structure for bowl cuts. <laughs> but bowl I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, maybe maybe there's a haircut that you might like to try out. It's fun. Mm, I'll think about it. Do you know how to cut hair? Oh, yeah. She knows how to do a bowl cut. <laughs> I mean, like, not just putting a bowl on my head and cutting around it? Oh, then then no. Oh, no. okay. I'll... I'll I'll think about talking to somebody. Could what do you think I should do with my hair? What length is Zyko's hair? It's like up and curly and kind of froey in a sense. And now I think you might actually look good with a bowl. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think more he's got the bone structure. Bone structure, yes, but hair texture, maybe not. Hmm. It doesn't really go uh, in a downward direction. But really, Zyko, I think that you know. Any haircut's going to look good on you. You think so? Mm. I think more than a haircut, maybe like a hair accessory, like a headband, maybe a head I used, wrap. I used to wear a headband. It was, uh, it was, uh, re- it made me really popular in the village. I'm, I imagine you looked fantastic in it. What village? Where are you from anyway? You're not, You're not here. there. I thought you said <laughs> they were going to be walking. They no, don't. he said we could. <laughs> we well, nobody clarified we either way. <laughs> we... Mm. We're engaged in serious conversation. Sorry, I was like curious about Zyko's <laughs> upbringing. Well, maybe you should have asked these questions before, Tomas. <laughs> All right. Um, it's pronounced Tomar. You want like some some I'm flowers or, or leaves in your hair or anything? Yeah. Could you do that? Yeah. Sure. Uh, which one? Uh, you pick. Which hair? I'm, I'll, I'll I'm just do some. I'll just use some of both. Ooh. Okay. I'll, I'll druidcraft some flowers and leaves in like the shape of a headband um flower yeah, crown sure okay yeah so this <laughs> green magical energy goes to Zyko's forehead and then <laughs> all these <laughs> leaves and flowers form into a headband kind of pushing his hair back how's he look that actually looks amazing <laughs> really yeah i pull out my pocket mirror <laughs> that, i look older more handsome yep. very distinguished really natural <laughs> yeah, it's a druid thing. We're all, we're all really good at that. We like making flower crowns and. Could you teach me some like stuff? That. Uh yeah, sure. Um, probably once we get out of here, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey guys, look at Tomar down there. What do you think he's saying? <laughs> and I'm uh, gesturing up at the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let let me guess. So anyway, these are all the dwarves that I love and talk about all the time. <laughs> Wow, that sounds right. just like him. I know. He's, he's, uh, uh, he's good. He, now you go, Psycho. Um, here, here, I farted. Let me uh, dismiss the fart. He's because he's waving his hand around, and he's always farting. Does okay. he does he fart a lot? Yeah, I hadn't noticed. You you he go, always blames it on me. You go, Hester. Um, what's he saying? Well, I imagine he's probably. Saying exactly what Gorble said. Um, yeah, about dwarves and all that. <laughs> yep. So. Zyko's just going to look at Gorble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he did fart. <laughs> <laughs> Zyko seems to find this super funny. He's like laughing so hard he's crying. Yeah. Absolutely possible. Yeah. I'm just imagining by the time they get down to us, Zyko's going to be like... The, the girl at the end of Midsummer, <laughs> just completely <laughs> clothed in like flower shit. Um, 
Well, should we make our way over there and see what they're doing? Yes. Making our way across the bridge. <laughs> I'm going to roll for my healing. You didn't do that yet? <laughs> the hell? Did you hear any dice rolls? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like 20 minutes ago. All right, so you guys did, can... You did guys anyone start... else take any damage? Is anyone else doing any? No, no. no you're the only one who jumped off cliff. and got your ass beat. <laughs> yeah. So as they're walking up, I'm going to say, average. so these are all the families that I love and I talk about so much. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, I farted. Sorry. <laughs> I nudge Psycho. <laughs> what the hell's on your head? Wow, Psycho, nice hair. Thank you. What? What is that? Why are you wearing that? It's a, a, a hair accessory. It's called an accessory and he looks fantastic. So <laughs> give a compliment where a compliment is due. It's psycho fantastic. looks at you expectantly. Do you think it looks good? Honestly. He'd like it better if it were made of rocks. Let's face it. <laughs> Zyko, you handsome devil, you're going to strike fear into the hearts of our enemies. I was going to say. He smiles really big. <laughs> honestly, I think it looks pretty good. Oh, thanks, Tomar. Pinwin? I told you it looks fantastic. Oh. That is great. Thank you. I leaned in Herstig to sniff one it. of them. You should throw a pine cone in the middle or something. <gasps> Herstig, can you make a pine cone? I'm on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> Herstig! Can you make a pine cone? What is he doing over there? He- healing? <laughs> Let's pretend what Herstag's probably saying. That'd oh. be a fun game. Well, well, Ouch, my feet hurt. I better take a rest because I dreamt off of an altar. Oh, We're about to do some really cool stuff, so I better sleep. I like plants. My friend is a tree. Well, I'm Herstag, and I'm just sitting here. Don't mind me. That's pretty good, Pinwood. Thanks. I think he farted. <laughs> I think I saw his cloak billow a little bit at the bottom. <laughs> Must have been a big one. Zyko is like silent crying with tears rolling down his cheeks. Uh, we have fun. But seriously, in here, they might get pretty dicey. So. <laughs> I'm down for having a nice laugh before yeah, potentially guys, imminent demise. What Make do you sure think the rock monster is doing right now? Probably getting his ass beat. That was a big ass spider. Was, was I just gross. wish that we could make him small and take him with us. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be Until like a horrible when he got existence? Big. I'll like, just use my shrink ray. He's just permanently small. And he's like, oh man. <laughs> a pebble monster. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> Add that to my list. <laughs> just a little Indian in the cupboard action. <laughs> he's still like tough guy flexing, but he's just <laughs> Just fighting normal sized spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and still Aww. getting his ass beat. <laughs> like Roomba, but now in this time frame. All right. So you, Herstag, are you at full health now? Yep. Cool. Do you now walk across the bridge? I do. Okay. You can see them kind of laughing a little bit as you guys. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> oh, stop I'm talking about him. I'm just sniffing the flowers in Zyko, on Zyko's head. Stop and kind of look over the statues as I. Oh. <laughs> well, those are, that's neat. Herstag, where's your clan? Ooh, ooh, Willem. Hmm. <laughs> no? What? Nothing. Never mind. Sorry. He said, where's your can? Do you have any cans? I want to can some goods. <laughs> uh, nope. Okay, that's cool, man. 
We'll we'll take a look in town next time we get to town. We'll get you some cans, buddy. That sounds good. Have hey. I ever told you I, I like the way you smell? No. Okay, let's go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish you would have came over here with us because I could have told you what all this was. It probably would have been way more pertinent to you to know. I feel like he can probably figure it out. How would um, you know? You weren't here either. We were having a really important I conversation. I feel like I already kind of know what you were saying. Okay, bull cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? History by a you know, osmosis. The, the sound of this bridge, good. it carries it carries all the sound. We can hear everything. We can hear all that. Maybe making Craig laugh. You know what, Tomar? At least I took a chance. It was bad. Yeah, well, I... You didn't tell them how it was, like, you had food in your hair and you couldn't get it out, and that's why you had to get the bowl cut. That was the second time, not the first time. The first time it looked good. (laughs) I mean, you were, like, five years old. Everybody looks cute with a bowl cut then. But when you were, like, 16... I at least take chances with my look, is what I'm saying, and maybe you should try. I look good. Yeah, you've had the same haircut... For the past 15 years. I start gathering, gathering Tomar's hair like back <laughs> into like form a ponytail. Like, yeah, man. Look, he doesn't man, have we hair. No hair? No, I've had hair growing back. Yeah, remember he was bald little, for a little, little bit. bit. What does it look like now? Is it like just random tufts of him and then part bald? Or? That's not how people's hair grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I've I, never seen someone super bald decide to grow their hair. It's just hair, man. It's oh, just—it's not long. It's just like a regular short, shorter cut right now. And I'm gathering it up to form some semblance of a ponytail to make a stupid joke. I bet your <laughs> end goal is the same hairstyle you've had your entire life. I like my braid. It matches my beard braids. Mm. Jazz it up a little. Try something new. These totems, mm-hmm. are any of them depictions of actual dwarves themselves? No. No. These are, they're just, it's just carvings so with runes and shit. we can't get any hair okay. inspiration okay. from them. No. Fuck. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Do you think that my, like the family that I came from is um, one of these totems? Do you know what their name was? Nope. How the hell would I then know it's the probably to that, that one? Can I just point to a random one on the right? <laughs> well, That's what the one. Does that say? Do you not have any magical ability to find out anything about your family or anything? Never or thought. Well, did you ever ask anyone? Or <laughs> um, well, I guess I could talk to Leithandria about it. See if maybe she knows something. No, I never thought to ask. <laughs> maybe I actually have a clan name. I mean, do any most other... do? Sorry. What, Willem? What is it? Were no, you just saying something out of, out of character. Out oh. of character, I was just going to ask, do any of the runes look tree-like? Well, that, I, I, know. Know. I, okay. know. Okay. I know. I know. So why, <laughs> so you, you then why? I know. Why? It was an impulse question. <laughs> That's so, probably why he stopped himself. I see. So you say um, hill dwarves come from here, too. Right? All dwarves came from here. All dwarves came from right here. The template from which all of you were wrought. And how did how did we came, come to be? I've told you this, haven't I? Just like diamonds, you're just compound rocks. There's a lot eventually. to take in. I've been learning a whole bunch of stuff. Agriman used the fires of the Soul Forge to create the first dwarves out of stone and metal. Right. And then he breathed breathed life into them. That's and they became the dwarves. That's, That's cool. cool. 
We are made of stone. We're not made of stone. Metal. They would. They. We were. That was just the materials he used to make us. But kind of like our pal Pinwin here is sugar, spice, and everything nice. It's Thanks. it's magic, guys. <laughs> it's not that not that confusing. <laughs> it's magic. It, you don't gotta. This is this it. isn't a regular forge. Like it. Willem's pulling out the periodic table and looking <laughs> at it. Uh. When we were gifted the the bloody brawlers gear, for example, like the the ghosts were like to to receive an item, you must give something in return. That's sort of how the soul forge was said to have worked. You would offer something, and then you would have something in mind that you like would a want. Sacrifice, like transmutation. No. Oh, no, so it not takes, like a it takes oh. material to and get material. changes it into something else. And that's oh. the idea of forging in the first place. Right. Like you you take metal, you shape it, and you create something. But this is on a much crazier magical scale. That's but I don't know. For all I know, it's just a regular forge and, and who, nothing is gonna explode and what was the creator's name again? Agraman Hammerhand. Agraman? You could say he was a full Rock, metal, alchemist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. We all blankly stare at him. <laughs> and he drinks his coffee. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. I toss him Goodbye. off of the bridge. I just we just unmoving, just like a missile straight down, <laughs> like, like the the fucking the diving. You ever see the the diving competition that they do in like whatever? I forget what it is. And the, the one guy just jumps off the high dive, and he's like holding that pose, the whole time. <laughs> like the hero pose. I just yeah. picture when they throw those like ragdoll bodies like on TV shows. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Okay, so you guys are standing at the entrance to the hallway. Any other questions before we go in? Does everybody have their wills updated? Herstag, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing Up to great. Snuff? Doing great now. Yep. Okay. I'm down a few spells, but, you know. What? <laughs> down a few spells. Do you lose Like, them? are you tired <laughs> or? No, I, I just, when I, you, you know, I used up some of my energy, my reserves. <laughs> So you're, you're like, you're tired. Okay. Just, no, no. You're, I'm fine. He's not a I'm machine, fine. Gorble. He has saying, to rest. I get that. You know it how, was just a weird way of phrasing it. <laughs> you know how, He has a headache. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you get, you run out of spells sometimes? I yeah. know that sometimes I get too worn out to, to cast a spell. Yeah, that's I've what never I've, phrased it quite like that, though. That's what I meant. Well, it's a druid thing, you know. It works a little bit different with me. God, sometimes the the cultural difference is just so apparent. Yeah, mm-hmm. Herseg's got his own vernacular. Open, what's weird yeah, is how close he was. Like he lived very close to us, and they're all weird with their spells and stuff. I know two different worlds. It's a different world. I d- I've never heard that one, Willem. Uh, Pinwin taught it to me. Oh, yeah. You been singing at him? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I haven't heard you sing in a long time. I sing every once yeah, in a while. When We've just been a little busy. I've it's when you left you us to climb the mountain by ourselves. Oh, yeah. If you give me a lot of time on a trip somewhere, I'll be singing. We should take a trip after this. Yeah, I'll sing the whole Go trip. Go on a little vacation. I mean, this is kind of a trip in itself, isn't it? Does that mean you want me to sing? <laughs> Maybe not right now. 
Okay. Maybe right now we should do you, the mood. Proceed. Right? Yeah. yeah. Do you know any rousing sort of war tunes? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 like, or like that fish in uh, Finding Nemo. That's exactly yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> Man, I am on Finding Nemo today. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh. What? Before we enter. I gotta, me I gotta here. take a, I gotta take a nap for eighteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I reach my hand out, and it's really awkward because it takes a minute to cast. <laughs> so for so I'm standing there, looking in, at Tomar right in the eyes. My eyes are glowing green, like waves of energy <laughs> are pulsing off of me. <laughs> yeah, he, it's just a super intense magical like energy like leaping off of him as he's staring you right in the eyes. Am I supposed to move? Is he going to kill me? Stay. Are you guys going to fight? Yeah. Is he mad? I can't tell. Did you say, did he know you talked about the farting thing? This doesn't sound good. Uh! <laughs> <laughs> he says preemptively. <laughs> <laughs> and I cast foresight on you. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you've had that happen once before. This just, wasn't as intense. I mean, yeah. it wasn't as intense before. Yeah, I did it uh, when I was standing behind you last time. You didn't see me, but I was no. like, it's, you were just it's following me doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, shit. That's right. what it looks like. It's pretty crazy. So, <laughs> what, what happened? What does it do again, Hurst? Uh, it allows you a little bit of a glimpse into the immediate future. You're a few seconds ahead. Mechanically, it's like you get advantage on advantage decks. on all um, ability checks, saving throws. Whoops! Willem's gonna sneeze. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I slap him preemptively. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My face explodes. I feel like the last time that happened, you did say something like that. <laughs> really? For yeah. for the next eight hours, you. Uh, you can't be surprised. You have advantage on attack rolls. <laughs> so you guys better like readjust his birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in, shaking his head. <laughs> Seen it. <laughs> you have advantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. Additionally, other creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against you for eight hours. Nice. All right. So now you are feeling very precog, in a sense. <laughs> you just feel like you're very, you have a heightened awareness, almost as if you can't be snuck up on. You can't be, yeah, nothing's going to take you, you know, out of the blue. You're Ain't nothing going to break your stride. A demigod. I feel cool. <laughs> I feel cool. Sorry. Everybody. <laughs> I wish I had a reason to cast it on myself sometime. I haven't even experienced it yet. I mean, can you do it multiple times? Nope. Oh. That is my max level <laughs> of power that I can bestow. Well, everyone else, be careful. We don't know what's in here. I mean, I will slightly before you guys. <laughs> so, so what you're saying you, is you should go first. Yeah, the spooky I'll definitely go us? first. Yep, I'll totally let you know if I get the <laughs> like, tangle. Is he thinking fast enough to warn us or only just like two seconds ahead it's, where it's like, it's ah. like, yeah, it's like an immediate response, basically. 
So, so we're we gonna we're work. gonna use the rule of the highway, three second rule, right? We're gonna just <laughs> stay behind him. Does enough. anyone does anyone else have anything they want to pre- get prepared? I, I grab Herstag by the shoulders and I just kind of subtly start shaking him and going, "Give me your blessing." <laughs> And then I slap him in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I know what I can do. Do I have foresight now, wow. too? You don't have foresight. You actually have diminished reaction time now. <laughs> what is that? It means you are the coolest of us all. I don't feel any different. And I just kind of hug him. And Psycho goes, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I just kind of hug him and then I turn away. <laughs> I appreciate that. Does anyone want to do anything <laughs> real that might help them? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll start kissing my hand and kissing and slapping people. <clears throat> I'll give you all bardic inspiration. How many? How many are there of us? Eleventeen bardic inspiration. I'll give Hersting some. I'll give Tamara some. I'll give Willem some. I'll give Gorbel some. Are you playing any music? And for bardic inspiration, I go... Oh. I'm gonna slap people because it's fast. Mm-hmm. Thanks, what what is your ins- bardic inspiration and dice? Psycho, right? I think it's a d6. Mm, I think it's, it's it goes up as you level up. Yeah, but I th- I think Gorbel has the d8. one d10. Oh shit! She oh, probably has like so she's probably got twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a d12 now. What? Yeah. You're a d10. Yeah. Would that s- like that would stack? Would it if we got two? Bardic inspirations from two different yeah, sources. You can stack it for real. Oh, yeah. man. Not on one roll. Oh. Yeah, you, you can you can, you can have, have two, but it could be like sitting up. there for whenever you need it, basically. So I could choose. I'm going to use the D10 on this one. I'm going to use I'm the D12 super. on this one. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you guys are staring at this big tunnel, 100 feet across, about 30 feet up. Did they both give everyone inspiration? No, just I did me. not give anybody inspiration. Okay. It only lasts for 10 minutes. I'm saving it. Okay. Well, here we go. Good call. Just remember, you guys. So mine will so only last all, ten minutes. Who all and got it? And they don't get it anymore. Everybody, didn't we? Because I, I there, if if Zyko, Zyko did not get. Yeah, it. he did. Two, three, four. Oh. He was one of them. Okay, yeah, five uses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Nobody be mad and say I should have used this before we went <laughs> down the hallway. Here we go. All right. So, you guys head down the hallway, and the first thing. That you notice, Tamar, <laughs> Tomar, uh, because you're in the front, is you can see those telltale scorches that you saw in the Belderock uh, along the walls. This once beautiful hallway has tons of scorches in it and almost like burn marks all over. So whatever, you could surmise very easily that whatever hit the Belderock also hit this tunnel. And as you guys continue down, it's a it's a long way down. Um, <laughs> you you guys are so stupid. <laughs> it was really adorable, though, that you both looked at each other and then looked back at me and smiled. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so you guys continue down uh, this hallway, and the there's more light. There's more torch light down the, uh, down the way. But this is a very long hallway. You, you can imagine that it's probably maybe even like a mile long. And you can see as you guys look from left to right, uh, square pedestals are set into the walls, um, like on the floor where they meet the wall of the arch. Uh, but they're they're just square stone pedestals as if they have an intention. And as you continue down, you can see 
shortly up in the distance, you can see that there are an array of like long arrays of statues on either side of the hallway as you get closer and closer to what appears to be a large wooden gate door. Is it the gate or is it the door? <laughs> it's both. Kind of like a drawbridge oh. kind of thing. <clears throat> okay. So um, does it downward fold or? I guess you'll have to find out. Um, <clears throat> but as you <laughs> approach, you can see the first statue that you approach is a dwarf that it has this, like, he's been carved out of stone. He has a long mustache, uh, a medium length beard, and his mustache is very, very long, uh, much longer than his beard. He's got these massive pa- pauldrons and kind of a top knot haircut uh, where his ponytail is pinched to the top and the even the tail of it kind of flows and is braided in the back. Very ornate. Um, he's got like an array of rings um, carved into the his hands and onto his beard and mustache and hair and everything. A very ornate statue. And you see at the bottom of it is the inscription, Tomar the Beloved Iron Fist. And what you would know as the last king of the dwarves, Tomar. Um, and it says... 4,543 DR or Dwarven Reckoning uh, to 4,561 DR. Um, And it says underneath, the king responsible for connecting the deep roads through the Underdark and establishing mercantile dominance for the Dwarven people, loved by his people and his wife, Griselda. And as you'll remember, Griselda was the last name that was put on that totem. And as you continue down, you can see... Do Do you think I'd look good with that hairstyle? I do. I mean, anything would be an improvement at this point. And weirdly, what is so wrong with my? You guys can see like <laughs> a resemblance of sorts. I mean, maybe to some of you, dwarves might look all alike, but you can see the kind of the the some similar features in this very very meticulously and accurately crafted statue. How all did of them he are do like that this. with his mustache? Hinwin, do you think you could fashion something like that on Tomar? Yeah, I mean. I don't see why not. I think I could do that. Just imagine. That'd be fun. Imagine Pinnowin zipping around Tomar and doing like the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could give him... Uh, Putting him in like frame. some flower... Like... No, I don't want that shit on my face. Hurst egg. <laughs> kind of a... No, Tomar thing. just you slaps sh- You should let him... It looks good. No, I don't. You said it looks good. Are the etchings... It looks good on you. I don't like that kind of stuff. Oh. Are the etchings on the statue... You don't like flowers? I'm not a fan for some reason. They smell good. They're pretty. I always sneeze when I go into the woods. I'm not, <laughs> really. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> oh. Might be pollen or something. What were you asking, Willem? I'm assuming the, the etchings are in Dorvish. Yes, okay. but as uh, you have the translating stone with you, it translates for you, so you can all oh, read shit. this. Okay, so we're aware this is Tomar's namesake and yep. father. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And then next to him is uh, Gimelin Rune, uh, no, Rune Cloak. Sorry. I didn't mean... Nope, not uh, great, 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 great grandpappy. Yeah. So the year, if you were... You would probably know this, Tomar, but the Dwarven Reckoning stopped with the destruction of Warcrag. Um, so the last year of the Dwarven Reckoning was 4,561. He was the king when uh, Warcrag was... Uh, like, whatever happened to all the dwarves when they were scattered and... Um, when that big catastrophe happened and you would know that that was 1,520 years ago. So in Dwarven Reckoning, if anyone was still keeping track of it, that would be the year 6,081. So it's been over 1,500 years since the last king of the dwarves. And um, you see next to um, 
that statue of Tomar Iron Fist is the statue of Gimelin Runecloak, also called the Gelded. Um, and he was the he was the king right before Tomar. And he, the inscription says, one of the most powerful dwarven sorcerers to ever walk the planet. Famously lost his testicles in a magical accident and could Whoa. not sire children. So he adopted 40 orphans and raised them to be as skilled as he in the Whoa. arcane arts. What was he trying to do? Nobody he, knows. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> it was lost in a schmelting I'm going to cast enlarge on my dick. <laughs> and as you guys continue down, you see uh, Balam Drake Breaker, uh, Ulheim Dragon Shoulder, Cabal Copper Bell. Um, Bru- Ooh, uh, what does it say about him? Uh, it just says the Quiet King. Oh. Not much is known about his reign. It was during the uh, shortly after during the war. He Famous was- for being a big tease. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you see uh, Bruthabel Sapphire Granite, uh, the woman king, the one who famously uh, disguised herself as a man. And they couldn't they have don't have a, a word. word. They, don't have, they don't have the word queen in their well, lexicon. She, it was because she disguised herself as a as a man, and even took she took several wives and had children somehow. And Whoa. Uh, it wasn't until after her death when they discovered that she had she was actually a woman. I appreciate her commitment. <laughs> Uh, then you see Auric Hornmane, and then you see this pretty strongly, uh, Tomar, like it stands out. It's uh, you, you see Romar's um, namesake, and it's Romar Brightsunder, also known as Romar the Rogue. Um, he was the one who abandoned his throne to pursue adventure and never returned. He was only um, king for like 26 years. <clears throat> You see Thrakic Stormhide as you get closer and closer. So they kept his statue? They kept his statue, but you can see that there is it's been cleaved down the middle. Ooh. And you can see the the it was left as a like a, an epitaph almost the uh, inscription underneath and it said Thrakic the wicked, the king who doomed the dwarves, opening the deep roads and began the war of the dark place. And then finally as you get right up to the door, you've seen, you know, you've passed like probably a hundred statues and these are the ones that stand out but you see the most premier statue the largest right next to the door a massive dwarf with a a conical helm with horns coming out of it um much larger than the dwarves typically of of his time uh drawing a sword and with an angry like like screaming face as if he's entering combat and underneath that you see the name herstag the heroic first king of the dwarves whoa and the inscription underneath is the forger of the dwarven alliances who brought all of the clans together into one city husband of Elphaba elvenhart whoa whoa <laughs> weird i don't remember hearing about this guy um he's got my name and he does and Elphaba is his wife which is Interesting, because we know an Elphaba. Interesting that coincidence. Un freaking canny. <laughs> <laughs> right? Weren't you trying to ask her out? Now, does that give you hope? I mean, you might be able to use this story as like some ammunition. I as can't understand what she's saying. I don't know how to talk to her. Well, they say history repeats itself, so just keep talking, and maybe something will happen. There must be some way to. You know, fix what's afflicting her. You don't even have to hear her, technically. 
just use the line that I told you to use. Or you could find your lie. I don't that's feel like that'd be. Lie. Wouldn't that be like offensive? <laughs> you know what, Herstag? Don't take relationship for advice from any of us. None of us are good at it. I mean, you could <laughs> well, I learn, mean. like, she signals with her hands what she's saying. You could learn that and then talk with her that way. Just just an idea. Spitballing. Like, talk to her that you way should she just, talks. Uh, you should just uh, uh, take her to do something that you're good at. Then she'll be impressed by you. Mm, that's a good idea. Something impossible to fail. Or make her flowers. Make her flowers. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Make it. I can give you the headband. Back. What if she's allergic? No, I can do. I can do that anytime. Not everybody is as weak as you. Weak. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Arrows fired. <laughs> you two. Well, that's shot really across cool. the bow. I, I. Before we go in here, I never asked my dad where he where he got the name Herstag. How old are satyrs? Like, how old do they live? Um, I don't know. The Feywild is a really wow. weird place. It's wild. Um, I mean, I don't know technically if they're even like, I, they they work differently than than humans and dwarves and things. They're very magical. I imagine they could live for a really long time. Well, when we find him, we can ask him. Okay, so you guys are standing in front of this. Massive door uh, spans the entire length of the wall, uh, so it's roughly a hundred feet long, thirty feet tall, right at the end of this hallway. Hundred feet long. Yes. Wow. What is a hundred feet long? Feet tall. The door. The width. The door. The width oh, of the door. Yeah. The mm-hmm. width of the tunnel mm-hmm. is like wait. 100, so hundred feet wide, thirty feet tall. Is it an actual door? It definitely looks like a door. It or looks is it like an opening. It's there. There's wood panels in a grid system or grid like covering it. You cannot see through it. Um, it's definitely like very, very similar to say a drawbridge of some kind. Is there like a pulley or anything nearby? Uh, near the one side of the wall, right by the statue, there is a sconce that in dwarvish translates to open, which, as you remember, is often often. I say that. It does not open. This door is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have to go touch the That's sconce. A sconce. Uh, okay, so. Is it a push or pull sconce? Okay, so we're. <laughs> so there's a door directly in front of us. There's yes. no. This is the end of the line. There's no chasm or anything. It's just right there. It's right there. Is this a puzzle? Did you give us a puzzle? You're always asking that. (laughs) I've never given you guys puzzles again. I'm interacting with the sconce. I'm just going to touch the sconce thing. Okay, so you you touch it. Interact with it in the way that it feels like it should be interacted with. And you move it a little bit and it turns to the side and then (laughs) slowly this slides down. I solved the puzzle. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to light it. Tomar the Intelligent. And as Tomar Ironwit. As, it's, ooh. Ooh, mm. as it lowers, <laughs> you look out into, <laughs> up above as it's slowly lowering. You can see this big empty space in front of you. But the lower it gets, you start seeing all of the detail. It almost seems like bright light because it's been so dark and the torches have been so dimly spaced. But there is a massive, massive, larger than any 
thing you have ever witnessed. Massive cavern opening to your eyes right now as the as the door falls. And you can see off in the distance, first thing you can see is this massive, like conical, almost like stalagmite that seems to be hanging in the center. And this thing is the size of a city. You can see that there are bridges like hovering over it, made out of stone, that connect to it from far off in the distance beyond your spectrum of vision. And as it finally lowers, you can see that there is a bridge pathway that leads out and then up. And there are various satellite little almost structures, some seemingly hanging on long, thick iron chains and uh, almost like cables. And you can see that this is very much the area of Wirecarag. Miles deep and long. This hanging, like I said, is like the size of a city itself. And you can see little like openings and holes everywhere as if at one point, almost like a beehive, uh, you can see that this would have been teeming with life at one time. It is like awe-inspiringly massive. And as it opens up here, you see that that pathway that is directly in front of you on either side, if you were to look down, it's just a bottomless pit, pretty much. So this is made of stone. What is what? Are it's we like at? a massive city, is kind it of suspended. Like round foot town? No, this is like a. Okay, let me draw it. Does that wow. Make sense? Okay. So I tried to explain it like that, but <laughs> I think you were explaining it okay. But like, my brain was like leaving out some of the words you were saying. Yeah, well, that and like conceptually, it's probably easier if it looks like something that you've seen. And this is what yeah. was in my head for how it looks. So it's the inverted mountain from Kingdom Death. It's a, <laughs> it's a taco Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> Basically a massive beehive made of stone and metal, a city, and everything is much more ornate than how I made it look. But and None it, of the lights are on anywhere? No, there's no lights on in the city itself, but like off in the distance you can see lights from somewhere as if torches were left on or maybe mage lights I wonder if Romar was already here if he lit anything because there's lights in here so what am I looking at Tomar is this is this the forge this is it I feel like, like I feel like the forge is in there inside that big stone thing <laughs> that big stone turd I wonder if the holes are to let steam steam escape or something. The whole thing is kind of a forge, but the actual forging takes place inside somewhere there. This looks crazy. Um, This just—it's not how I pictured it. You think I'm gonna look off? You think your brother bridge? Sorry. Um, You're gonna do what? I'm gonna look off the side of the bridge. What does it look like? It's. All the way down, it is just like an, a bottomless pit, an empty, dark, black chasm. Okay, that's all. You think your brother Romar was already here? Well, I saw him in my dream, walking through the halls towards the Belderac, but... I mean, it feels like nobody's been here. Yeah, but there's also light. Like, who would have lit the lights? Okay. We saw so... lights on the way here, too. Well, so if Romar, if Romar were to come here before us and not light the Soul Forge, why would he be lighting 
other lights around here? Do Maybe. we need to be concerned about that squirrely bastard? I I don't know. Like what? Uh, the, the what last, was the point of him being here? The last be? time I saw yeah, him, no idea. He made it seem like he'd kind of come around and didn't hold as much of a grudge. Yeah, but you were telling me he was like essentially disowning himself from the family. Like he was doing something that would probably bring us shame for the Iron Fist now that I think about it. Like, I don't know what his goal is, but I saw him in the vision. There's a reason why I saw him there. Yeah, but I mean, he he didn't seem to harbor any ill will towards you specifically. I I don't think he ever did. I don't think he thought that way towards any of us like but i don't lately with him i just don't think that he maybe he doesn't harbor any ill will but he doesn't really value us that much he's got some game going i don't know what his game is but he also let us go before um he helped us fight calcifer and Starhost, and he let us go in deepminster um but he said the next time our paths cross we might be enemies I just, I don't want to worry about him right now. He might be here, for all I know. And he might have lit those places because we're supposed to go to those places. I don't know. So he might be lying in wait with his... Boogie boogie mask. Yeah, and his buddies from the Inquisition. uh, Inquisition. I mean, do we really have to be that afraid of Romar, though? He's like four foot nothing. (laughs) I mean, you saw him fight Smoozog. That was not an easy battle. Well, I think we all have ways of getting rid of him, if you're, like, cool with it. If we know it's Romar, you're not disintegrating him, okay? Not like I, last time. It wasn't we, him! It's a conversation that we do need to have, happenstance. Though. Okay, well, if, you if know If he's what? between us and the Soul Forge... I think we have the ability to... Subdue. Subdue him, if we Non-lethal? Can. We're going non-lethal? Non-lethal, preferably. Um, if it comes to it, though. You know, Tomar, just pick a side. Sometimes you're dark, Tomar. Sometimes you're sensitive, Tomar. I need to know. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I'm Tomar who wants to keep all of my family safe. That's fair. And. But what about us? What about You're you're my family, too. I'm saying goal is to subdue. What about the rest of... His, what about his flunkies? I don't care about his flunkies. All right, we're on the same page. Okay. Go ham on well, them. <laughs> are we... Rum ham. Are we ready to proceed? I say we go into the big honeycomb first. Well, then, we're going to have to pass through this building here first, so... Well, we, yeah, we can definitely I would say, check it out on the way. I would say be prepared for be anything. Because the honey... Willem has his bone. <laughs> like a shotgun, <laughs> and a shotgun shell comes out of the bone somehow I'll from just somewhere. Cock my staff. Why <laughs> do you guys keep doing that? It oh. sounds super fucking cool, though. I get out my wolf blood blade. <laughs> I'll crack my neck. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> right. Shit. I'll do the same with my bow. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so you guys Take proceed. <laughs> this uh, this little bridge catwalk type thing. Um, oh, the catwalk. <laughs> uh, it's about 
200 feet in length before you get to that building and it has a mild arch over it and as you guys walk you can you you start to feel the wind in this place the and you can almost feel as though you can hear a soft voice on the on the wind you sound like the other voice a little bit but faint you're not sure if you're actually hearing it or if it's just the wind it kind of sounds like Tomar and Herstag Hey, uh, Tomar. What? Does Romar have a soft, whispery voice? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's Why is there a wind in here? I mean, it's a big cavernous place. Oh, we don't even Where know do you think wind comes there? from, Tomar? It's at, like... As we're walking across... Inside. Are we been able in to a see, cave before? Are we able to look up now and see, like, if there's any openings up above us or where the any wind holes stalactite beehive thing ends so or connects I guess so yeah as you look up now that you're outside of the archway and over this suspended bridge you look at the top of what appeared to be like kind of a beehive and you can see these massive like and I'm talking like hundreds and hundreds of feet thick chains that are holding this suspended above here that go off into the darkness. Even with your dark vision, they kind of disappear. You can't actually see the ceiling of this cavern. Mm. and okay. But you can see these chains holding it up. And it looks as though at the very top, there's like a long spire, spire sorry, um, that kind of moves up and then disappears into the darkness. Could this presumably be like a colander that lava flows down into and then shoots out into the pit? Um, maybe. It looks more, the openings that you see look more like, um, like openings into tunnels and, uh, you can see that built in, now that you're getting closer, you can see around the outside, it's almost as if there were, are pathways and ancient buildings look like they're kind of pressed in there. So it's possible, but... Not for sure. Okay. Well, we're going to walk up to that building at least. Okay. What's right. up with that? So you guys walk up to the building, and it's got an open doorway in it, and you step inside, and you find yourself in a you know a decent-sized chamber, almost like a, a waiting chamber, and you can see uh, painted and fading along the uh, kind of the top, crest of the of the wall um i should i should back up it's not painted it's uh chiseled in so it's (laughs) but it's still kind of like old very very old you can see that there are uh depictions of carriages and the ancient runic um dwarven lettering indicates that this is actually where it's something of a, a wait a wait station uh for carriages of some kind to um, take up to the city. The dwarves were carriage worshippers too. <laughs> Fascinating. Bartleby. Anyone need anything out of here? You don't see much in here. There is a a uh, what almost appears to be like a bar counter, like as if there was like somewhere to procure drinks here back someday um, along one side of the wall. No alcohol though. Not visibly. I peep behind. There are several dusty crates inside, and they 
If you were to open them, you would see bottles upon bottles of liquid. For loco. <laughs> Ugh, never mind. I pull a bottle out and look to see if there's like a label on it. Ooh. There is no label on it, but it is a, like a darker liquid in there. I uncork it. Are you going to drink that? No, I'm just going to sniff it. You sniff it, and it smells like very strong grog or ale or some kind of alcohol. That's got to be like 1,500 years old. Can I smell it? I'll try it. I don't know if you should <laughs> Why drink Why would you drink it? Mm-hmm. I want to try it. You want to try it? The alcohol might have gone, like, bad. and. If he doesn't die, I will drink alcohol some. Alcohol gets better with age, Tomar. Mm, not all of it. knows that. So you're going to take a swig? Yeah. All right. Herstag, you take a swig. Give me a constitution save. You are dead. <laughs> 25. 25. All right. This is incredibly strong. It's some kind of grog, and even with such a good, you know, uh, con save, uh, with as good of a metabolism as you had in that moment, um, you're still feeling just slightly buzzed. Whoa. Okay, maybe not for drinking. From one swig. But I am thinking, if the goal is to light something this big, we might need a little help. And I hold the bottle up. Very Mm. potent. Suggestively. I mean, I very, guess. Very, very Could we take one to drink later, though? I want to take one. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm going to take a bottle. Okay. Anybody else do anything? I grab a couple bottles for fire lighting purposes. Yeah. Okay. Stuff them into your pack. Work right cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> How big are they? Uh, the bottles are about... Maybe eight inches tall. Um, oh. Pretty pretty round, though. Pretty round. Mm-hmm. Jugs. Okay. Do they have, like, a little loop? Yep. A little hook. I could mm-hmm. just kind of hook a finger through. Yep. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll just kind of snag one, kind of throw it over my shoulder. Okay. Carry. Gotcha. All right. I'll, I'll help with uh, making cocktails. You guys going to make cocktails right now? I wasn't thinking of making cocktails. Oh, just I'm not ready. trying to explode things in the Soul Forge. I'm thinking yeah. like lighter fluid style. Mm, gotcha. Well, it's okay. definitely potent. So, um, you guys see that the the there's a massive iron gate on the other side of the wall leading to the pathway outside. But as you guys look, you're now seeing that the pathway that leads up leads up at a very stiff arc. Okay. Well, that's very, very be steep. hard on the calves. <laughs> Think you can make it up there, Tomar? I just float up there in my armor and <laughs> glare at her. Well, there's a gate you have to open. After I open the gate. Okay, so you guys, you push the gate open, and immediately you look to your left, and you can see that there is some sort of contraption sitting there. It looks like... An escalator. <laughs> it looks kind of like a, a carriage of sorts. But it has these spiderish legs that are folded underneath it. These very thin, tenderly legs. It seems to be made out of metal, um, and it's quite spacious. Uh, it's about the size of a you know a, a nobleman's cart. This reminds me of that that machine the gnomes and I made back in Roundfoottown. Yeah, Can you're right. It kind of does. Ride this thing. Probably that's probably what they were waiting for. I don't know if it still works. How would you even turn it on? Is there, like, a button or a lever or a switch? A sconce. A crank? I clap. A <laughs> <laughs> so as you inspect the inside, the the 
you can see like right in the front is a handprint, a recessed hand space, and underneath that is a little stone that is like almost black in color. Hmm. Are we still at the bottom of like the steep? Mm-hmm. Yep. Incline? You're just on the other I side. I don't have anything like that, do I? Mm, no. I put my hand in it. Nothing happens. Put hmm. my hand in it. Oh, I get it because I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the stone starts to light up as if there's something swirling inside of it. And it's like a pleasant green color now. And you just hear like... And it's almost as if that green starts to slowly spill over the rest of the contraption in it. Like gets up and the legs are about six feet long each. And stand up and kind of move around a little bit and it's kind of got this green aura all over and it very jerkily goes to face you guys and then drops the front two legs down and this little set of stairs pops down neat alright you guys want to ride in there yeah of course that is awesome. I have a, a bit of pause, but I also don't want to have to climb that steep bridge. So Likewise. I'm hopping on. Let's do it. I'll run, yeah, I'll hopping run up on. the stairs with Shadow. Okay, so you guys get in? Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems, is getting in? Seems mm-hmm. to be okay. the preferred use of travel. <laughs> I guess, in here. So the minute you guys sit down, um, the contraption waits a little bit. And you can see, Tomar, since you're sitting in the front, the handprint is kind of like glowing a little bit. I touch it. And you feel kind of almost like a suction for a second. And then a dome of that same green magical energy forms over you guys. And this machine seems to stand up straight again and goes right to the edge of the bridge. And you guys hear, Welcome to the carriage service. It's in Dwarvish, but it's translating in a very announcery type voice, very gregarious. I am assuming that there are six passengers. Is that correct? Plus one wolf. <clears throat> All right, seven passengers. All right, everyone, we're going to be entering the city of Warcarag, so keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. We are going north, due north, way, way north. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) it starts climbing up the super steep uh, bridge very, very quickly. You think it might take at least a few minutes to uh, uh, maybe as many as 20 to climb. So in the meantime, you guys are inside this little cab here. Would this count as a short rest being in here? No. <laughs> well, you've pretty much been on a short rest the entire time you've been walking. So, if it reaches an hour, then you're, you know, if you, as long as you're not doing anything strenuous. Okay. Um, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm like a little kid. Like, yeah, you realize if, up you, on the green if you touch touch bit. the green, it feels like almost it feels about as hard as stone. But you can okay. see through it completely, and you guys can see as as you're ascending up this bridge, you can see way far down. You can see all even more bridges 
up above, all entering the same central hub. Are there like seats or yeah. anything? Yeah, you here? guys are kind of in little seats. Okay, are there handle bars or some sort of yeah there's like little there's like little pegs coming out that someone might be able to hold on to willem is sitting and like white knuckling (laughs) (laughs) not saying anything (laughs) okay i didn't realize how long this path was until we got in here okay something doesn't make sense to me here if if this was put in place by by people who come here all the time and work and live here why would they have an announcer welcoming you? What do you mean? Like the voice in here. I mean, what is weird about that to you? If you, like, if you're going to work every day, it would be weird to get into your carriage and hear someone announcing that you're going to work every day. Well, they weren't necessarily working at the forge. It's kind of like a a place you go to pray and... Uh, big events would happen there. Like, nobody worked in there. They would work in the mines down below in the other cities. Something seems weird to me. Okay. Well, I think it's cool. What do you think, Christy? I still think it's cool. I like it. I don't know. I mean, the the voice is kind of creepy, but (laughs) I like this a lot. And Pinwin Shadow's face is pressed up against it, just like yours. (laughs) 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 This technology is like on par with what I saw the gnomes capable of. Yeah, it's that really cool. Weird. Maybe the <laughs> the gnomes were working with the the ancient dwarves or something. The the distinction you definitely notice is that while the gnomes tinkered and made all that stuff work with their own abilities, this seems very much propelled by magical means. But yeah, there is a lot of similarity Gnomes between the much structure, more me- mechanical mm-hmm. doors, much more magical. Yeah. How you feeling, Willem? Mm. <laughs> I don't think he likes it. <laughs> Psycho. Um, it's um, it's it's a bit weird, but it's uh, it's kind of neat, I guess. He's sitting in the middle between um, Pinwin on one side and Willem on the other. He's just kind of like like. Almost as if he's squished a bit. <laughs> he's just, um, but uh, I guess otherwise I've been in worse situations. <laughs> I'm basically Dr. Grant in the helicopter, like trying to put the seatbelts on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> or on, on the on the ride uh, when they when the bar comes down and something. Just like, <laughs> can I move around in here? A little bit. Um, there's not t- a ton of room, but there, you know, there's definitely some movement room. Am I sitting like up front? Yeah, you're sitting up front. Are there any other controls in there? Not that you can see. It seems like a one track kind of thing. Okay. Uh, as you guys travel, you hear. Well, where are all you travelers from? Uh, Your mother's moon, house. Moonreach. Never heard of it much, be that must be very far away. Well, thanks for visiting, and uh, I hope you enjoy this short, short jaunt up into the city of Warcrag. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Mm. Were they just letting anybody up here? Well, they had to be through the city. Like, there's only the one way to get here, as far I as just, we know. I didn't think this was like a tourist trap. <laughs> hey, announce. Announcer guy. Um. Disembodied voice. <laughs> what, uh. Is this like a. 
tourist type thing? Is this like a a, a tour bus or something? Not exactly. I was designed to safely carry people up into the city of Wirecrag, but I was uh, given new diagnostics as a very recent... Not so recently, I'm realizing now that that was a long, long time ago, but we were expecting much more trade. In fact, we were expecting very much soon to host the arrival of Veldolin, the famous liberator and conqueror. Oh. I, I look at Tomar. Ask him. Ask him if he knows what happened in the city with all the burn marks. Do you know what happened to the forge and uh, the Beldarok? <laughs> no, unfortunately I don't. I am uh, just as baffled as you all seem to be. I am just a simple, humble carriage designed to carry you up to the city of Warkarag. Who constructed you? I was designed by some of the finest in Dwarven crafters. I was designed expressly for the purpose of taking people up to the city of Warkarag. Hey, carriage. What's your name? I do not have a name. I am just a carriage. That's stupid, Penwin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, person I've never met. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you were used? 1,563 years ago. By Dwarven Reckoning. So I apologize if the ride's a little bumpy. I'm just getting my sea legs back. Ho <laughs> ho! Just kidding. It's got a weird sense of humor. Yeah, is that that doesn't seem typical of dwarves? It doesn't. But if it was designed to specifically appeal to outsiders, <laughs> then is that what they think we find funny? Maybe. But Veldolin was a half elf, so they might think half elves are goofy or something. I mean. They're not funny. <laughs> I look at Willem awkwardly and back at Gorbel. I mean, Willem's kind of funny sometimes. Thanks. Yeah, we had lots of laughs on I the shrug. <laughs> You guys are almost all the way up now. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk to it all anymore, but if you don't, then we'll just kind of fast track you. Who's the last person to ride you? <laughs> My uh, sources indicate that it was a diplomat from Veldolin himself, 1,559 years ago. Do you have a name? The passenger, the diplomat. <laughs> I believe it is someone who goes by the name of Graf. Chart. Graf Chart <laughs> was his name. A diplomat for Veldolin, one named Graf. What part of Veildlin? I do not know. Okay, so you guys arrive up at this little, like, gate, basically. Like a terminal, in a sense. And the two legs go down and the stairs come out and the magical barrier goes away. I hope you've enjoyed your ride and please tell your friends. Thank you. How do we get back? I'll wait right here. Thank you. Thanks. That was my question, too. Thanks, uh, Cart. You're quite welcome. Have a wonderful trip. I can't. I'm, like, not moving. I peel Willem's hand (laughs) the the grasps. Willem, Mm -hmm. let's go. Mm -hmm. Are you afraid of heights, ma'am? Not 
It's really ironic because you have to climb on top of the ceiling. Just don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) Machines. This is. I mean, it was going kind of like. All right, all right, all right, guys. Slow scenery. Everybody, we gotta get in a like a team mood. We're going in here. Um, Just everyone get on the same page. Uh, We don't know what's gonna be in here. So if someone dies, who do we talk to? What do you mean? You like (laughs) you take up our finger and then make us not dead. Okay, are we off the we're off the mechanism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Herstag, if I die, do not fucking bring me back. Why? Sure. Don't do it. Why? Well, and that's silly. No. No. It's also kind of morbid. That's <laughs> not bring bringing me back <laughs> from the dead is You're just not morbid. No, we. I mean, okay. I, I'll All respect right. his wishes. Also, I saw what happened to Let Let when he got brought back. I don't need that kind of life. I, I mean, he's, he's he's alive. He's a really good-looking, strong dwarf now. He's alive. He's just a bit more dwarfy. He even That's talks all. the same. You'd I, rather just be dead for <laughs> than be yes. like us. I. I'd, I'd rather be dead if I die than come back from being dead. Yes. Please bring me back. I respect that. I have to that. finish my Thank list. you. I have a do okay. not resuscitate <laughs> And visit my family. I respect it. You'll get what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you'll be dead. You'll have no say in how we treat your body or anything. And if anything. you hate it well, so much, we can just die again. Like, just yeah. so you guys if know. If you are my friends, you will respect these wishes. Resurrection doesn't automatically work, okay? So if the spirit is not willing to come back, he doesn't have to come back. Yeah, it definitely doesn't work if you don't use it at all. <laughs> yeah. So well, if I did use it on him, It'd be wasted components. I mean, if the alternative is you getting sucked into the ethereal plane, then you'll definitely not want to be there. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, it, you, I don't. I'm kn- scribbling on a on a piece of paper as he's saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where half elves go when they die, but I definitely saw some of them in the ethereal plane. I'm just saying that place. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pins the piece of paper that he was scribbling on <laughs> to to the front of his uh, like leather armor tunic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it says, "Do not revivify." <laughs> <laughs> the spell is reincarnate. So, so we're totally gonna revive him if he does. Right? <laughs> we'll just have to find someone who can revivify. I, 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 <laughs> and then tell them don't do it. I <laughs> scribble an asterisk on <laughs> in front of revivify. Um, ah, like I mean, fam, say all right. Say everyone. This might not it, be say the best it goes time. horribly. Everyone dies except me. Who do I tell? What do you mean? What? Go back to Wolves Rest. Tell the just city. Tell them. Yeah. I mean, at that point, just join us, right? In my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got stuff to do. Um, Clearly, they know your your family members and stuff like that. 
All my family's dead. Yeah, we don't really have a lot of living relatives. I mean, I have living relatives. You Please could, let them know I'm dead. You could definitely I tell will. Hazel. Okay, who do I talk to? Why are you doing this Maybe right Durant? now? Maybe Durant? This is a yeah, real, Durant. This is the main, yeah, you know. We should have okay. had these rules Durie's written already. Well, I just Adventures thought of it. Ago. It's just popping in. I like that in. you guys <laughs> think that this is when we're probably going to die, not any no. of the other times. I mean, I'd, this is I'd a like it to be known that I did say update your wills before we entered the time. <laughs> you did, and I feel like then I'm the only person who did that. <laughs> I flash a piece of paper <laughs> in my pocket. I mean... It's just a picture of Jennifer. <laughs> and I, I gave mine to her, and she also has a scroll <laughs> that has my seal on it. I haven't looked inside, and I'm afraid to. That's okay. Don't break the seal. I definitely won't. I don't know. Just with all the, the wind and the spookiness and the, the voice, the cart with the voice, like, I don't know. I'm just getting weird vibes here. Maybe it's just going to be really cool. Let's find out. It might Let's be. go in. Let's stop talking let's, yeah, about this. Yeah, let's go. If, if I die, you can bring me back as a dwarf or a half-orc. Ooh. What if you... Because I can't decide that. Oh, that's okay. I'm just... I mean, I, I wouldn't mind try. being a dwarf. I'll work on it. Thanks, man. Comes yeah. back as a murloc. You're a human right now? Yes. Okay. Do you really have to ask? He has never <laughs> seen humans before. I mean, I've seen humans. Uh, Let's go in, okay? They vary. In Let's go appearance. in. Um, okay, so you guys approach this like terminal in a sense, this big, huge stone building, um, and you can see now that you're up here, you can see that there are many like roads and, and buildings on the outside of this, as if perhaps people stayed here at times um, for some reason. You don't remember necessarily that mm, anyone living here as a permanent resident, Tomar. But it is kind of like you said, perhaps, you know, during some sort of event. So maybe my history is bad, but why was Veildolin supposed to be coming here? I don't know. I didn't know anything about that. And it's kind of weird that he, his diplomat was one of the last people that came here. Yeah, that's hmm. odd. Oh, I haven't even considered it. Do do we know what happened? How Veildolin himself met his end? Um, no, nobody knows. He disappeared. Oh, that's not good at all. <laughs> uh, little sneaky, <laughs> fucking weaselly ass diplomat stabbing people in the back when so- he was trying to come here and probably. Unite people and goodwill, and somebody had a back alley deal. Motherfuckers, I'm filling in a lot of blanks <laughs> right now. <laughs> so My it paranoia. looks like things shut down around here pretty suddenly. Yes, and things seem pretty well preserved. Yes, I mean, I mean things that weren't scorched. I mean that cheeseburger is half eaten. <laughs> but I think maybe we should keep our eyes open for any kind of clue as to why this happened. Yes, it helped to know. Who Graf was? Maybe we'll find out someday. Yeah. If we come up across, Graf! if we come across one of these other machines, maybe they'll know because they're further in. Who knows? Maybe let's get let's get in here. Let's okay. do it. As you guys approach the big iron gate um, for the terminal, it slides open, and there's a long hallway. It's like IV. 
<laughs> yeah, does, what, how does it slide? Does it slide vertically up, down? No, nah, horizontally. Horizontally. One big smooth pane. From left to, our left to right? Yep, or, okay. left to right. Not that it matters. but mm. And so, a very <laughs> ornate hallway with beautiful marble. It only recognizes dwarves, so it closes in on the other people. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts me right in half. <laughs> and uh, there's a beautifully ornate hallway crafted in marble. Um, and untouched by scorching or hmm. any sort of destruction. What is this? It's weird. Is it and like, the hallway just kind of curves upward. Is it dark in here? It's dark, but you have dark vision, so it's dim for you guys. How it's dusty? A little dusty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty like, dusty. Like mm-hmm. Hasn't, hasn't seen a lot of action. Mm-mm. Okay. So it's is it like a smooth tunnel? Yeah. Very smooth. A very beautiful, smooth hallway. Do we How? see any, like, remains? Nope. Nothing. It's just, like, you can see, like, crafted pillars with kind of, like, the spiral design on the top as you go in intermittent sections as it kind of climbs up. Hmm. How large is the hallway? Uh, it's about 30 feet tall, about 30 feet wide. Circular or square? Uh, kind of a soft square. Like a square. Okay. That's no cool. rounded edges. Basically. Rounded edges. Gotcha. Okay. Let's do this. I want to know what's here. All right, we're going up. And as you guys climb up, you, you know, take a few minutes, climb up to the top. You reach the end of this hallway. There's another iron door. And as you approach it, slides open. And there's a beautiful room inside, much like the hallway, marble. But in the center, there is a, uh, a pit that is kind of raised and there's a roaring fire going. The whole room is bathed in light. Mm. And at the back of the room, you can see that there is a crystalline structure. And it looks like there's two long objects hanging out of the crystalline structure, but it's hard to see because it's so far back. I go towards it. All right, as you enter the room, you can see that the way that the flames are kind of dancing, it was in like kind of the shadowy corner. But as you approach... You can see this crystalline structure looks as though it is, like, magically constructed. It's a pale blue color, jagged in pretty much every direction. And those two long objects that were hanging out look like two arms. And they have their palms up and open. Mmm, supinated. Do they look like... Actual living things' arms, or yeah. they're just made. Okay, they look like they're coming out from inside the crystalline structure, but you can't see really inside. What do the arms look like? They look humanoid. They're wrapped in. Uh, they have. They look like they're part of. Uh, they have like a like leather sleeves and gloves on. So some it five looks fingers. Like something was encased in this. Correct. Yes. We can't see through the crystalline structure at all. Mm-mm. That makes me uncomfortable. That's a little weird. Does it look like... Is it is this structure in like a random spot? Yeah, kind of stuck against the wall. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. Um, like it wasn't an artistic design choice. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been. Um, are the arms fresh? They don't look ravaged by time. It's hard to tell they're under leather and gloves. Up. Okay. <clears throat> I think I'm going to touch one of I'm the hands, take guys. The glove off. Okay. And a red 
hand with kind of clawed fingernails is underneath. Oh. Mm. The skin is red. Kind of um, a little bit rough. Yeah, reddish, orangish. Mm. Like a like a tiefling hand or uh... yeah, something like no. something. How? Uh, oh, I thought I'm gonna touch the top of the hand. Okay, like the opposite of the palm. Okay, and so the back of the hand. Yeah, just kind of feel if it's warm, if it's cold. It seems cold. Texture is like. Uh, cold. Yeah, cold and like maybe, maybe dead, but definitely doesn't look rotted. I'm gonna hold the hand. Nothing happens, but Willem, you hear a whisper in your ear. Hey, hey, I think you got my sword. Does anybody else hear that? No one else hears anything. What? Hear what? I I look at my side at the sword hanging on my belt. Uh, Lewin's sword hangs from your belt. Yeah, that one. Put it in my hands. Uh, so kind of like you guys were hearing your names being called. Uh, something's telling me to put Lewin's sword in those hands. Hmm. No. <laughs> I mean... That's weird. It'd be interesting. I mean, I'll try and communicate. <laughs> I think really hard. Think why? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I can show you. Just put my sword in my hands. I'd rather you tell rather than show. I can show you, but I'm not really here. You know what that sword does, right? Well, it stabs things. It does stab things, but it also holds memories. Really? Yes. Your memory? My memory. Do you mind elaborating? I want to show you all something. You're here for the Soul Forge, right? That's right. You're here for purpose. And what is your name? My name's Graf. Guys, he says he's Graf. Okay. (laughs) Um, We'll give him the sword. Don't give him the sword. Why would you give him the sword? <laughs> give him the stick. We wanna, Don't give him the stick. We want to know who he is. I mean, he's he was the, the last one to yeah, come up here. He looks pretty it. dead. If he touched the do hand, it. it feels like he's, he's saying, dead. What if that brings him back to life and lets him out of this Maybe structure? it'll help He us. might be in here for a reason. He might be good. He says Lewin's sword holds Maybe we memories. talk to him a little bit more. Memories. Willem, do you, did you ever cast Identify on that thing? I never really thought to. Maybe he's full of shit. Exactly. Or <laughs> telling the truth. I want to know what uh, happened. The, the group is split 50-50. <laughs> Ask him Rock, paper, question. Scissors. Psycho, what do you think? <laughs> well, um, I guess it depends. Um, he's in, tr- if those are his arms, he's in that crystal. But if it breaks him out of his crystal, we might have to fight him. Or friend him. Or be, maybe he's nice. Maybe he is nice. Well, it's just one guy. I'm not worried about fighting him, but worried about what happens with the sword. We could just get ready, just in case he's not a friend. And she the sword. Okay. And... Okay. Stances. 
I kind of I start walking up to the hands, mm-hmm. holding the sword. Can you tell us what happened here before we go any further? I was attacked. I can't say much. I don't have much time left. I've been holding myself here. Allow me to show this to you. Please don't make me regret this. That sounds like a manipulation. He's been here for like over a thousand years and all of a sudden he's down to the wire. You can't hear him. (laughs) Um, And I place the sword in the hands. You guys watch him place the sword in the hands and suddenly the hands grab the sword and the hand that grabbed the blade section, blood like kind of starts to pour down and pool on the ground (laughs) and then... You watch as the blood trail slowly goes underneath the crystalline structure, almost as if it's being sucked in. And you watch as the blue crystalline structure changes like to a rose color. And slowly, in one of the largest sections up above you guys, you guys can start to see a scene forming in front of your eyes. And that's where we're going to end for the night. Shit, 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 shit. Wow, I wonder what would have happened if I never took Lewin's sword and gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would. It probably would have just been like Herstag's twig or. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Contingencies. So, there we go. Um, so that was that session. Let's give you guys some experience. You guys are each going to take two thousand five hundred experience today. Yay! Whoa. Um. Additionally. For everyone putting up with little backstory lore shit, everybody can have an additional two hundred. Um, you know, I like to <laughs> give give Tomar his his lore that he likes, and uh, for, I think it fleshes everything out a little bit. For putting up with world building, yeah, <laughs> um, gross. <laughs> give me something to stab. Fuck. Uh, for you guys, as like back and forth interaction, making fun of everybody. Like, <laughs> what what fun. are they gonna say? Uh, you guys can each have an additional 50 experience points. Uh, Willem for placing the sword in the hands and kind of moving things along. You can have an additional 100 experience points. Tomar for operating the uh, spider machine. You can have an additional 100 experience points. Gorble for f- inspecting and finding that alcohol. You can have 100 experience points. You can have 25 for tasting the alcohol, Herstag. Anybody else deserve extra experience? For uh, making Zyko look really, really handsome. Yes, you can have 50 experience points for that. For growing out my bowl cut. <laughs> for that little backstory <laughs> nugget, you can have 15 ex- or 50 experience points. Explaining some of the lore and how it works to Willem. Yeah, and that's Penwin. good. Uh, and Pinwin. Yeah, you can telling have, Pinwin to write a song about it. Yeah, you can have fifty each, so a hundred experience. I mean, yeah. yeah. All we really did was walk down a hall. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you did a lot of role playing as well, um, inspiring Herstag without actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, you can you can have twenty five for that. That was cute. Inspiring. Uh, Tomar for an actual inspiration. Yeah, uh, you can have fifty for that. Giving everyone bardic inspiration, even though you can have twenty-five per person. I don't think any of us used it. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, it's the first time. But just in case, we could have had to fight something. (laughs) You accidentally used a phoenix down on a live party member. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So I think that brings us to tonight's MVPC. <laughs> That's tonight's most valuable player character. So since we're here, how are we doing this? Are we just going back to the original way? One, two, three, four, five. Might as Let's well. just do that. Yeah. Okay. So Tomar is one. Herstag is two. Penwin's three. Gorble is four. And Willem is five. Now, I'll let you think about it for just a split second. I'll count to three, and you're going to hold up the finger of the person that you think deserves tonight's MVPC and an additional 500 experience points. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three, vote. Okay. So we've got three votes for Willem and two votes for... Tomar, why did you vote for Tomar, Herstag? Um, just the role play of him, you know, talking about the history of the dwarves. I think mm-hmm. is cool. He was like a little tour guide kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and why'd you vote for Tomar? Uh, very, we're in a very Tomar centric location, mm-hmm. and I think he's been doing a really good job uh, supplementing. Uh, a lot of the lore that mm-hmm. you guys have probably crafted and giving that to us mm-hmm. through character interaction and uh, telling us about essentially kind of being our tour guide, uh, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That was really good. Uh, Tomar, why'd you vote for Willem? He listened. He expressed interest in what was going on and some of the stuff behind it. Yeah. Pinwin, why'd you vote for Willem? I was really excited when he put the sword in the hands because I wanted to know what would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Facilitating that desire? Yes. And Gorble? I would say, yes, sword hands. Mm -hmm. But also, it is very, like, kind of Tomar driven. Mm -hmm. But I felt like Willem was really encouraging that. Yeah, kind of facilitating it. Facilitating it so it was, like, very natural in a role-playing way Mm -hmm. to to do that mm. explaining so yeah you guys had a good uh rapport there in, in the in learning those nuggets of information so i guess that means tonight's mvbc is willem valtel <laughs> way to learn you learny fuck <laughs> you can in addition to learning you can learn Yourself 500 experience, experience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's 500 right mm-hmm. and in miscellaneous other thing what? He's ran out of stuff to say. <laughs> yeah, just what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't get another thing. You, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, you sorry. motherfucker. You can only say that so many ways. That's that's fine. And shove it up your ding dong. Anyway, um, that's it. Or down your ding dong. Down it, yeah. Because mm. I mean, if it's up, you gotta go down. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I figured out get MVPC by just stroke another player's ego. <laughs> <laughs> the long con. Yeah, it's just sucking that role play, dude. <laughs> well, I think that's it for tonight's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe to all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon, and Facebook. Uh, find us on all of those locations. There's a link on our website, www.d20syndicate.com. Thanks to Chad Piper for doing the awesome intro song. Thanks to Adrian Von Ziegler for doing the amazing background music. And thanks to all of you for listening we really appreciate it and we love you we'll see you next week i am your host and dm and this has been the d20 syndicate podcast where we go on adventures so you don't have to goodbye
What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is happening? I think she, get she, re- she reverse sneezed into her brain. Aneurysm. Okay, I think I'm good. You don't sound good. I'm going to blow my nose. Because <laughs> I do it so often. It just sounds like mashed potato like bubbling or something. I had mashed potatoes yesterday. It was awesome. Nice. So did I. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, were you guys hanging out? <laughs> no, it was at Galleria de Paco, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cafeteria? <laughs> None I mean, of us were all hanging out with each other while you weren't around hanging sleeping. Hanging out and eating mashed potatoes without me? <laughs> Galleria de Potato. Again? We're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like eating potatoes. Flinging across spoons. the room at each other. <laughs> Just covered in burning heaps of mashed potato. Yeah, there's gravy on it still. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. These ones are garlic herb. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, there's a chive in my eye. (laughs) I chive. I chive. Um, Yeah, so you guys want to do it in a round? I was trying to think of which is worse, like for the receiver to be stabbed in the throat or slit in the throat. I would almost hmm. say stab. Yeah, I feel like slit is a little bit more like. I don't like but then you surface. have that you have that like separation happening. I feel there. like you would bleed out faster though. Yeah, I feel like it's if Maybe you're pushing in, in like a poke yeah. would be like a squirt. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you're pushing it in and it's more like well, think violent. Of, think I of, don't of a want think to of a juice nice. box. Thanks for listening, babies. <laughs> you just punch a hole in a juice box. It all the fluid only has that one hole yeah. to get out of. But if you were to slit a juice box, it's a little bit more of an open. Wound. Really messy. What do you equate a throw? to a juice box it's the really juice messy the juice box would be out of its misery a lot sooner <laughs> <laughs> it would run out of fluid a lot quicker exactly. that's why I always use scissors on my Capri <laughs> it's the only humane way to go guys. I use a hammer is that not the way <laughs> and then there's like a drop of juice I like. just absorb it through my skin we started watching uh, Gangs of New York last night nice uh, we didn't finish it because Lindsay was tired as long as it's a long movie but uh, one thing I noticed is that uh, Bill sounds kind of like Larry David. It's <laughs> way funnier that way, picturing Larry David <laughs> like on the battlefield. Ah, hey, we're gonna take it out! Come on! <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy! <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy! What is it? You don't respect wood? <laughs> that's a wound! <laughs> and that's another wound! <laughs> I'm sorry, I was getting a banana! <laughs> What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm still really low on hit points. Good. Hope that's <laughs> a lesson moral to you. Fiber, you fucking piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> Just regular fiber. You constipated. You don't poop, you don't poop right. <laughs> constipated no heaven shit. <laughs> constipated no shit heaven. Yeah. Shit. You old constipated no shit. You old. Yeah. <laughs> my you old. My cold ass. Jamie Lee Curtis motherfucker activity and needing motherfucker. Steven Seagal haircut having munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the best, best insult I've ever. Elijah used to have long hair. He wore in a, he wore in a ponytail and he was walking to the gas station. Did he really? At what age? 
like 16, 17. Yeah. He also wore like Gordman's shirts with skulls and fire on it. Elijah, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> That's a baller ass style. But on the way to <laughs> the gas station, like these people went out of their way to roll down the car window and just yell, Look at that Steven Seagal haircut having munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> and Elijah came home like all disillusioned. He's like, Man. <laughs> I guess what they said to me. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> and I died. Are you Elijah, you do that like a straight up old person. Come on. You, why don't you just add them all together? Yeah, just Shut give, up and do a math, damn it. Just give him full health or something. Nine. I said take the average. Shut like, up. Jesus. Nine. It's nine. What? This is like an God old guy damn it, stop it. Lindsay is never going to learn if you do the Damn it, you were saying numbers while I'm fucking <laughs> it's counting. So Why didn't you just take everybody's die and then roll them all at once? Just take the average. Okay, I need 30 more HP. I just did 17. You're going to get 30 more shut if you up! all those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up! <laughs> Okay, so this is why we don't roll for hit die because it's stupid. Eight, 